Hello and welcome to Mega City Book Club, the podcast all about the galaxy's greatest comics. I'm Eamon Clark and my guest for this episode is a fellow comics podcaster, but also a comic creator. Uh, I'm going to say a regular at UK convention scenes, uh, especially in the last few years. It's a warm welcome to Samuel George London. Hello, Sam. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah, you've been at quite a few conventions recently, I think, haven't you? Since yeah, yeah, quite a game. few. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in Nottingham and Thought Bubble um, and even MCM London in October 2021. But I wasn't there actually tabling, I was, I was there podcasting. But uh, Right, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to ask you about your podcast towards the end of this discussion. And spoiler alert, we are recording an, an episode of your podcast straight after this as well. <laughs> straight up. We're going hardcore. <laughs> yeah. But before we do that, I ask all my new guests the same opening story. What is your comics origin story? Um, when did you begin reading and which sort of comics were you reading? Yeah. Um, so I guess, I mean, I used to read the Beano back in the day, but that's pretty much where my um, comics reading stopped as a young person. And then I didn't properly get into comics until about eight years ago now. And that was a result of having watched The Walking Dead um, and finding out that that was a comic book. And so I immediately bought the first two compendiums on eBay, which I managed, I I think I managed to get them for like 20 or 25 pounds each or something. Um, and you know, to get like 48 issues of a comic for like 20, 25 quid, it's pretty good going. But, uh, yeah, no, so I, I blasted through, through those. And then I was just an avid comics fan since then, basically, and have have gone on to thoroughly love the the medium and as he as you mentioned before I'm, I'm i'm now a podcaster and and a writer as well yes and of course we will talk about your own comic as well uh or comics rather when we get to the guest project section because i've got one of yours in front of me which I actually bought from you at thought bubble where we sort of Great. started setting this up didn't we yeah oh, totally um yeah. that's fantastic What's your sort of current reading pull list? What sort of things do you sort of like really lean or turn towards at the moment, Sam? I, I've actually, I mean, I'm almost using my my podcast as a as a place to find out about new new comics, and it's it's in particular the the question that I ask, which is, you know, for for new comics readers, which comic do you recommend? Um, that seems to generate new comics for me to read um and I've, I've had some real gems recently like the highest house i don't know if you've come across that at all no i'm not familiar with that yeah so the highest house let me just check who's the publisher i just got it in front of me right now it's idw writers mike carey artist and letters by peter peter gross and the colorist is uh fabian Al- alquia um and I forget who recommended it to me, but it just sounded like a really interesting premise, and it I've I've really enjoyed it. It's absolutely fantastic. It's kind of you know about this about this slave boy um, in like a magical 16th century type um, place, uh, and it's about him kind of trying to 
raise himself up through the ranks basically um and uh yeah no um i'm i'm going off of uh recommendations off my podcast for the most part which is a lot of fun excellent stuff yeah the 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 problem with doing a comics podcast is you do get quite a reading list and quite a lot of homework don't you Oh, yeah probably yeah. too much i mean um yeah it's it, it does rack up but um thankfully i've i've been able to to keep on top of it for the most part although i've got i've got yeah about five waiting for me on my reading pile at the moment but yeah that's not too bad is it five on a reading pile <laughs> no not too bad at all no well let's get to today's book because you discovered a uh, fairly recent book and a fairly recent I think to both of us, creator. Tell us about the book you've you've chosen for the book club. Yes, so for the book club, um, I've chosen A Trick of the Light by Ali Fell. Um, so to give some background, the reason that um, I, I came across this is because of being at Thought Bubble and just you know by the the ways of the universe, um, I was I was put next to Ali. Um, at Thought Bubble, tabling next to each other. And uh, yeah, no, um, just over the weekend, we got to know each other and just looking at his at his art and things like that. And, and the one book on his table that stood out to me was was the the book, A Trick of the Light. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, it, the, the cover really grabbed me. And, uh, yeah, just flicking through the interior pages at the time, I, I'm just blown over by his lineup. It's insane, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yes. We will talk about that in a few moments. Uh, I will ask you about his lineup, which is, as you say, something to behold. So, A Trick of the Light by Ali Fell. It says uh, it's got two taglines, a strange new tale of mystery and unease, and at mm. the bottom... A classic sort of comics question: What is the dark yes. secret of the Standing Stones? Um, yeah, it says on the back "Cabs in the Coup Press," but it's you'll find it basically on Ali's uh, DarkRising.co.uk website, which I think links to the Etsy store where you can buy it. Yes, um, that's right. I got mine from there for nine pounds plus shipping. Um, so. Obviously, this is why you chose the book, because you met him at Thought Bubble. You were right next to him. You were exposed to his art, literally, for two whole days, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what was amazing, so, like, um, the his his fans, a, a, a lot of... The, there seemed to be, you know, a group of Dutch guys that had almost specifically come over to see Ali. Um, <laughs> like, there's, like, about ten of them, like, just at one point stormed his table and, like, you know, Ali was, like, doing commissions and, and things like this, but they were buying all all of his um, uh, prints and, and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, no, it was just, it was amazing to see that he's kind of got this massive fan base in Holland for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's astonishing. And he's... I mean, let's introduce him. Ali Fell is a is a UK based uh, artist. He's been doing work mm. on games and animation, I think, for for the last couple of decades. Yes, yes. I'm going to say yeah. fairly recent to actually producing comic book art. Is that right, or has he been doing it for longer? Do you think? Yeah, fairly f- fairly recent. Um, but uh, I think he, he he properly got into creating comics when he um, published a Glass of Shadows. Um, with Dark Horse in 2016, 
was his first kind of inception into into comics and he's kind of been independently creating since then i believe and he's i'll I'll mention briefly that richard chief who's been on this podcast a couple of times and i know he's been on your podcast he um he mentioned or he picked out ali fell's illustration at the back of david roach's masters of british comic art and we'll probably come back to david roach in a bit um, and he picked out Ali Fell as like a new talent. I think it was based on that, um, the, what was it? Is it, what is, is it the shadow glass? Did you say? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I forget the exact title. I said a glass yes. of shadows, but yes, yeah, so maybe that, but that. he picked him out as like, a, a <laughs> I think it's a shadow glass. Sorry. Yeah. He picked him out as a new talent to, um, to watch out for, um, uh, uh, interestingly, at the time, I'd have to confess, Sam, that we we thought Ali was short for Alison. We thought uh, it was a female illustrator, but it's <laughs> yeah. Ali for Alistair, I believe. Anyway, so he is uh, Alistair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he's a hot new sort of uh, um, at least comic book artist that we're sort of uh, um, now beginning to sort of like appreciate. Tell us about the book itself. Describe the sort of format and also. Give us a sort of clue as to what's going on inside in the story. So uh, the the story itself, I've kind of, you know, I'm going to borrow his actual synopsis here from the from the original Kickstarter because he, he he did fund this on on Kickstarter originally, um, and so he says it's it's 1970. Ruth and Cynthia are two teachers at a country school somewhere in the UK. It's a warm summer morning like any other, and Ruth is driving them both to work. But as the day progresses, she begins to fear she is developing a migraine, and her reality starts to shift. Can she still trust her perception? And uh, yeah, that's kind of that's a nice kind of <laughs> you know non-spoilery uh, synopsis of what's going on. Um, but uh, as as time goes on, um, it appears that yeah, reality does start to shift in the book, and it's possibly something to do with the standing stones that they're hanging around. And indeed, yes. So there's the mystery of the standing stones. There's the mystery of this sort of like um, almost idyllic summer day and these two young women sort of um, Mm. out there near the stones and something weird happens. Uh, We should say it's black and white. Um, It's in a sort of, uh, what do you say, perfect bound, uh, large format, A4 format almost. Yes. Um, Yeah, almost A4. It's maybe slightly slightly smaller, but yeah, pretty almost. Very close. It does have a splash of cover in the middle, which is to do with uh, the character having the migraine, obviously. Um, yes. And it is, I mean, let's say one of the reasons to be uh, attracted to this book is um, a sort of knowing homage back to Misty comic and Spellbound comic, those great girls' mystery comics from the 1970s. Have you come across any of those at all or have um, any of your guests mentioned those at all sam yeah definitely missed it misty's had a had a um a mention before on on the podcast um but um not not spellbound to to my memory but um yeah i've i've certainly i've i've had a look at those um since since you mentioned them and uh yeah no i can definitely see the resemblance of that there's definitely an homage uh to to them in that sense 
Yeah, it's that got that spooky supernatural um, sort of feel to it, and of course, it's you know two young teachers. Um, as you say, it's 1970. It's all very. Um, there's a there's some wonderful like 70s moments of chopper bikes and so on, and uh, mm. tear away school kids. Um, who we'd probably later recognise as being in Grange Hill or something like that. But yeah, okay, so yeah. it's wonderful, sort of spooky, uh, mysterious stuff. We Obviously, we've got to talk about the mostly black and white art. Um, and you've mentioned yeah. already your appreciation for Ali Fell's sort of line work. Um, yeah. Because there's some, some, some astonishing bits of art in here, what he does with faces and hair and scenery and so on. I mean, if you can sort of describe some of the artwork for us. Yes. Um, so I think the, the, the best way to describe it, it almost, even looking at the book, it feels like they're, they're almost the original pages. Almost, I don't know. It, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I can, I can sense the texture on the page almost. Um, and I think in some ways it's, it's, it's actually, it's better that it's black and white because um, I think the, the colours could take away the, the detail of the line art in actual fact, um, in some ways. Um, but, but to best describe it, it's, it's photorealistic. 100% that's the one thing the first thing to say but like his his shadowing and kind of not cross hatching but like his uh I don't know how you describe it when he's like putting shadows in but it's like just lines it's yes. not hatching exactly is it but <laughs> yeah <laughs> you might, you might have a word for it I don't know Amen. um yeah um but uh, sh- shadowing effects that he he does are absolutely fantastic and uh yeah no just the the proportions of the anatomical proportions are 100% correct his ability to draw hands is amazing <laughs> and that's that can often yeah. be the uh, the true telling of an artist if they can draw, draw hands very well and also like when uh, when you've got perspective on a hand as well when you know you can sense that you know maybe the index finger is closer than the little finger for instance and he's obviously got you know the competence to to have that in terms of the the index finger being being closer to you than the than the little finger for instance and uh yeah i'm trying to think how i I mean as you said the hair is amazing um you could just go through looking at all the all the hair that he's done because there's a lot of it (laughs) on every single page (laughs) um and they 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 could all be out of a vidal sassoon advert couldn't they (laughs) basically he does do beautiful women with beautiful hair and as you say, his an- his anatomy is perfection. Um, the faces, um, the way he does with like you know pencil and I suppose uh, ink, it, the eyes and so on. It's got as you say that photorealistic quality on close ups of faces. And then in the background, as you've you know mentioned, we've got standing stones with incredible textures on them. We've got scenery. We've got wildlife. Magpies are quite important, obviously. And he does it all. Mm. He just does it superbly. He is absolutely um, a superb artist, isn't he? 
uh, hands down, a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I, I'd jump at the chance to work with him, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Just putting it out I think there, all would, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, he, you know, those girls' comics often had uh, European artists who were um, very famous for being able to do beautiful women and beautiful women's hair, particularly. Um, and he matches those. The other one I thought of, and I put this in our notes, was David Roach from 2000 AD, who's. Um, also fairly often turning up at conventions recently. And he does, I don't know if you've seen any of his Judge Anderson stuff. Um, he's the one who can match uh, Ali or, um, in terms of, you know, detail of women's hair and women's faces and so on, I think. Yeah, definitely. I can I, I can absolutely see that. And yeah, it'd be, it, wouldn't it be good to have like a, um, like a draw-off between the two of them <laughs> at well, a convention yeah. at some point? <laughs> <laughs> having them both draw in sort of you know famous female comic book characters or something like that would be astonishing but yeah ali mm-hmm. fell this is a absolute masterpiece of black and white line work we've got the color section in the middle two pages where one character is having a migraine and you get the sort of visual fortifications that i recognize from a migraine i think any any migraine sufferer will sort of sort of uh empathize yeah. with what's going on in this book from that point of view oh definitely and it's 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 a nice surprise isn't it to get that splash of color um and yeah he's, he's obviously kind of yeah put it right right in the middle as the kind of as the midpoint um so to speak um and the, 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 there are slight bits of color before that as well um just just in the eyes like I think yes. maybe a couple of pages before there's one, and I think there's another one, maybe even earlier on. Yeah, no, earlier on. There you go. It's um, where uh, what's Ruth is like telling off a a, a boy, a schoolboy. Yes, like I've got that page in front of me. As you say, you're quite right. There is a splash of colour in her eyes in the close up, which is uh, yeah, very yes, very effective, isn't it? Sparse use, but very effective. Yeah. Definitely. At the back of the book, we, I think we get four pages of sort of process work with him, how, you know, how he tells the story, how he laid it out. Yeah. Talking a little bit about some of his uh, tips and tricks and instruments that he uses and so on. Um, that's It's always nice to have a bit of back matter in one of these books, I find. I love it. And uh, yeah, no, it just it gives you a real insight into into where his head was at and, you know, what his intentions were. Um, and, uh, I see that he's kind of, yeah, made a, made a piccolo cover as well. He says, he says, yeah, I mocked up a couple of mood pieces and this is one that didn't fit the story. However, I still like it. Um, like the, the, uh, a piccolo book style yes. cover of it. I thought that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And again, again, if we'd mocked up something like that, we'd, <laughs> we'd publish it and he's just tucked it away as something. He said, no, no, I didn't like this one so much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it's amazing, isn't it? Incredible. I know he's got another ghost story um, up his sleeve or that he's sort of working on for 2023, and I think that will yeah. be kick-started early in the new year. And that's going to be, um, what how, What would you say? It's going to be sort of in the trick of the light uh, mm-hmm. universe, uh, I guess. It feels like that. I I haven't got any full details on that. He's, he put a post on his Instagram 
didn't he? Yes, About he that. did. Something's coming. That's right. And it's going to be another spooky ghost story, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Because the ending to A Trick of the Light, which we're not going to give away or spoil, but there is a sort of like, um, again, it's that sort of 1970s ghost story for Christmas almost, uh, <laughs> or something like Sapphire and Steel or something weird like that. The sort of strange ending to it, which works perfectly. Um along with yeah. the staggering artwork. Yeah, it does. Um it's kind of like a you could you could have it as an open ending. Um you could make that an open ending, but easily it's it's you know it's totally a, a closed ending that's moved on as well. Um and uh yeah no it's just uh the you know what the last panel the lighting on Ruth is really good because obviously he's got it through the windshield as well yeah. and uh yeah no it's it's just it's so it's such an enjoyment looking at his looking at his art <laughs> i'm gonna say it's not fair really you know that he can do that he can do the face the hair <laughs> and indicate that we're watch we're seeing this through a windscreen um all in black and white basically it's just <laughs> it's it's beyond impressive yeah. Yeah, all in black and white, that's right. It's 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 beyond impressive really. Um I uh would would love to have that type of type of artistic talent <laughs> for sure. I know on um I'm gonna mention television again that things like detectorists on television or the Mortimer and White House goes fishing, I've got that sort of BBC wildlife camera where they send one cameraman off to sort of film birds and bees and flowers and spiders and so on and he i'm just noticing of course again ali fell loves that those little details in the background as well of a of a you know a bit of bird of wildlife or um flora going on in the background which is so wonderful as well yes he's got a lot of that going on um background details and i think actually if you look at the in one of the pages they're doing they're having an art lesson and like he's obviously yeah done some drawings in the background <laughs> and there's like one of a skull there's like the Taj Mahal I think is one of them and yeah no and I, I'm not sure who the there's a man next to the clock I don't know who that is that's gonna yeah. be somebody isn't it but uh, yeah no it's just it, he does have a real good um eye for for the background as well so I foolishly didn't go to his table at Thought Bubble. Did he have any original art with him um, there? Hmm. I'm not sure he had any original art. He certainly had lots of lots of prints, and he was doing commissions as well. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not not sure. Yeah, I don't think that he had any original art um, with him. Okay, well, let's pretend that all the original art from A Trick of the Light is available, Sam. Let's play the Grail Page game of this podcast where we pretend it's all available and that we can afford it, and you get to choose uh, a page or two from this book. What are you going to pick to hang on your wall, Sam? So one, the one page that's, that stood out the most for me is the one where they're, they're both standing um beside the standing stones and there's a there's a crow that's arrived and and you know spreading its wings on top of the standing stone they're kind of both looking up at it you've got a full their full length and that's just a masterclass in you know proportional 
anatomy itself as well as like the crinkles in the in the skirts and the cardigans and and stuff like that and the textures on the stones as well and then the the actual the realism of the magpie and you've got the magpie uh, on three three of the panels um and it's just absolutely incredible um i feel and if i if i had a bristol board of that i'd be a very happy boy i think (laughs) And I'm looking at that page now, which is wondrous, and you've got everything on that page. As you say, two full-length figures, the magpie, the standing stones, and then at the bottom you've got yeah. um, close-up on the face of both the women with, you know, as I say, the staggering hairstyles. Um, yes. And all of it is just, uh, it's just again, I look at it and I think, why can't I draw like that? And I suppose the answer is I've not done my 10,000 hours, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Ali clearly um, has. Oh yeah, just a bit, and then some. It might even be a hundred thousand hours. I'd have thought at this point, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's incredible. And I mean, just just looking at it in even more detail, Cynthia, the one on the right with the with the longer hair, like you can see that she's wearing a polo neck. But the amazing thing is that Ali, Ali's put in like this bit of shadow here that that creates that um that dip in a polo neck where you know it's thicker at the top and then it's obviously it's it's coming in um from from having been folded over and just like that detail and i can like i can sense it i can feel that texture i can feel it even around my throat like as a polo neck it's a it's amazing that he can evoke that from uh from his from his arts (laughs) Yeah, absolutely astonishing, as you say. Just like you know, these clothes behave like clothes behave, um, and it's all done with his line work. Um, it is astonishing. So, a trick of the light by Ali Fell is a absolute um, wonder of artwork to behold. It's got a great little creepy uh, sort of supernatural story going on in it, which, as I say, I think nods back to Misty and Spellbound. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next one, actually, having read this. Um, so hopefully, as we say, there'll be a Kickstarter for the uh, his new ghost story coming up quite soon, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure it's imminent. If you uh, if you search for um, for Ali on on Kickstarter, if you just search a trick of the light Kickstarter, then you'll be able to find his Kickstarter page there. Click on his on his profile, and then you can follow him, and then you'll be notified as soon as his uh, next Kickstarter goes live and go to darkrising.co.uk which i think is his site which links to his etsy store where you can buy this book as i say for 9.99 and see he's also got an art book on um yes the bookshops mm. dark rising the art of ali fell which is also only 9.99 which looks like a bit of a yeah. bargain as well it is certainly, um, and yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. I'd, I've, I, I flicked through it um, at, at Thought Bubble, and uh, and just went with the trick of the light um, at the time. But uh, yeah, no, um, anything you can get from Ali, I'd I'd, I'd recommend. <laughs> and the other series which you write is you, you mentioned is Shadow Glass, which is also available. I think you can get that on the Kindle Comicsology app. Um, mm-hmm. so again and I think that was a piece of art from that was in the David Roach's Masters of British Comic Art book um, as I say as one of the, like, the, the new new young guns to keep an eye out for uh, absolutely astonishing I must look at his art um, book Dark Rising 
Um, I think I've got the Shadow Glass on the Kindle, actually, in fact, as well. Oh, nice. Um, Great. Which I got after speaking to Richard Chief about it. So, yeah, great stuff. Sam, thank you for picking it. Um, well, you know, it's a great little read. It's not it's not a big book, but it is sort of well worth the nine ninety nine. Yeah. I think. And you can, yeah, I, I think it is as well. And you, you can t- you can totally take your time with the art. That's the thing. I mean, you know, there's there, there, there is a fair amount of dialogue um, in, in on some of the pages, but some sometimes he's he's paced it pretty well, I think. And um, yeah, you, honestly, you really can kind of sit back and appreciate the art itself it's it's definitely one of those that you want to soak it in yeah it is great stuff uh the links for all of ali's work will be in the show notes uh, including a link to how you can get your own copy um and it's highly recommended um great stuff sam let's turn to guest projects can we start with your comics when did you start or when did you get the idea of producing your own comics sam yeah, so I think it was 2017 that I actually came up with the idea of, of of giving comics writing a go myself, and it was it was springboarded off of this moment that I had when I was doing some hill walking with with my wife um, and uh, new, newly born daughter at the time, who's five now, um, but. Uh, yeah um and i just had this this vision of a um of an alien spacecraft crash landing in the field in front of us and i thought that's interesting i wonder where that that vision came from um and then a couple of weeks later we went to this um mock victorian village called milestones um and it's it's this, yeah, as I say, mock Victorian village, but in a warehouse. Um, but uh, for some reason, I kind of connected the vision I'd had a couple of weeks earlier to to being in this mock Victorian village and just wondering what it would be like to have aliens kind of running about <laughs> this, uh, this, this Victorian village. Um, and then the, the idea of Milford Green stemmed from there, basically. Um, and so I just, I put, um, my fingers to the keyboard and, uh, yeah, the, the, the story flowed from me from there, basically. And then in 2018 is when I did my, my first Kickstarter for that series. And yeah, I've just been creating ever since, basically. Uh, so I've got the first issue of Milford Green by yourself. And is it Mikhail Hankinen? Uh, Michael Hankinen, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Tell me, how did you get the artist? How did you hook up with Michael? Yeah, so Michael, um, originally I had approached a webcomic artist um, of Tisto um, called Ellie Pugarkis. Um, uh, but unfortunately she was unavailable and so she recommended Michael as uh, as an alternative, um, and I looked at his stuff, and it's basically so he he has a a web comic as well called um, Year and Hereafter, and uh, that's almost like it's like a period period setting, but with fantasy, and you know it just it felt totally right for what I was trying to do with Victorians and aliens basically um because it was it was really difficult to try and find the art style that i wanted 
for right. being able to mix Victorians and aliens. Yes. Um, and uh, the reason that I, I, I chose Ellie originally was because she has a, like her webcomic is of a similar kind of setting where it's um, almost Victorian, you know, looking dress, but with fantasy elements involved in it. Um and I thought, yeah, that'd work perfectly. And then thankfully, yeah, she she sent me on to Michael. Um and honestly, work it working with Michael is just absolutely amazing. He's he's such a good artist, um, total professional. And uh yeah, I I, I hope uh, that we get to work together at some point again in the future. Excellent stuff. And Victorian, as you say, a, a, a pretty Victorian village, an alien landing. Um, uh, there's an alien war going on that Victorians get caught up in. Can I say that a certain science fiction writer makes an appearance as a character in your story? Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Well, it, may, it may or may not be. We, we, we just get to know him as Mr. Wells. Mr. Wells, okay. <laughs> Mr. Wells is a character in this uh, and as I say, I've got the first issue here. How many Milford Greens are there now altogether? Three. Um, so there's there's the first one, Milford Green. Uh, the second one is Beyond Milford Green. And the third and final is Defend Milford Green. And uh, yeah, um, that's, the, that's the trilogy, basically. And uh, last year, we managed to um, collect it all in, a, in an oversized hardback edition as well um and uh yeah that's that's my pride and joy these days <laughs> fantastic and the other one i haven't got is you've also done is it project hoax with dan butcher that's right that's right um that's another one of my pride and joys actually because um that's basically my love letter to my paper round when I, when I was a young right. lad um and uh yeah just to those to those times basically and and dan's kind of you know a, a fellow um young lad that grew up in the 90s um and kind of got all of my, all of the references <laughs> that i was talking about um and yeah it's it's kind of like a british stranger things basically but set in the 90s um it's a, it's a, it's about a group of four young lads who are kind of you know connected through um doing dirt jumps at the local woods and then it turns out that there's uh, there's something in the in those woods excellent stuff and uh yes i got a sort of stranger things vibe from the cover and yes. dan butcher of course he's been a guest both on your podcast and my podcast um and i i should imagine that he's pretty good to work with as an artist as well a hundred percent dan and i another another total professional um and goes above, above and beyond very well prepared very communicative um and yeah no and an, another artist that i'd love to work with again um and i i'm, I'm always rattling my brain for for ideas <laughs> to, to to work with dad so um you know um maybe watch this space excellent stuff and i'll put the your, your links in the show notes for this episode as well but where can people go to sort of find your titles online sam yeah um signalcomics.com um is a good place to start um and then you can click through to my etsy there you can always google signal comics etsy and then go through to the 
to the um to the Etsy store there. Um, and then other than that, I guess, yeah, look out for me at a, a convention near you. Uh, yeah, any particular plans for um, 2023 conventions? Do you know which ones you're going to be at yet? Uh, not exactly. Um, I'm, I'm ho- I am hoping to go to MCM London in May, um, but we're, we're yet to hear back from them. Um, so if you're in or around London um, and you're nipping into MCM, then uh, yeah, definitely drop by. Um, and I'll try to do um, the podcast again because in the October 2021 um, MCM London, I managed to do a, an episode of Comics for the Apocalypse at MCM London with um, Sarah Grayley of uh, the Rick and Morty comics fame. Um, and uh, that, was a, that was a lot of fun uh, to do that kind of live and get it videoed and all that jazz so hopefully i'll get to do that um and then hopefully i'll um be at thought bubble again later in the year and then in between i'll probably be at nottingham again nottingham comic con um i always enjoy going there and it's good it's good to what was really interesting this year was that I, i actually had a lot of people that um had uh bought the first Milford Green, like about three years ago, I think, and then now they were able to pick up the uh, the second two, so that was absolutely fantastic to to be able to, you know, and they remembered as well um, that uh, that they'd bought the first one and they'd enjoyed it and they wanted to to complete the trilogy. Uh, so yeah, hey, that was absolutely fantastic. So that's a, that's a really good convention as well. Fantastic. Well, hopefully I will see you at Nottingham uh, later in the year. And you've done a perfect segue because you've mentioned your podcast. Tell us about Comics for the Apocalypse, how long you've been doing that and where the idea for that came from. Gosh, yeah. So I've been doing Comics for the Apocalypse since... Oh, 2019, I think now. Um, and the, the the idea of that really was, you know, desert island discs, but for comics, basically. Um, but but the 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 idea really formed from a podcast by uh, this this comedian called uh, Brett. Oh, what's his last name again? Goldstein. It's like, Goldstein that's it Brett Goldstein thank you and uh yeah he does this podcast uh called films to be buried with and he interviews um uh people about what films they'd want to literally be buried with (laughs) Um, so that's always that's an extension of desert island discs um and then I took that idea that that Brett has, you know, masterfully created into comics and comics for the apocalypse was kind of, you know, the, the, the fitting metaphor, I guess, <laughs> for, for creating what comics you'd, you'd really like to, to, to read in, um, in a death scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, um, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing it for the, for, for the past few years. Um, and we're at, I think about 170 or 75 episodes. Um, so we're, we're a little bit behind, behind you 
Eamon. Um, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh uh, yeah, you've, you've you've got over the two hundred mark now, haven't you? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been a real blast, and it's, it is good fun doing a podcast, isn't it? Connecting with with uh, comic creators and just people that love comics. You know. Yeah, it's, it is. Um, it's good. I mean. You've had on several book clubbers like Dan Butcher, mm-hmm. Vince Hunt, and Tony Esmond from the ACP. You've had Gareth Hopkins. You um, you've had Gary Hill on. But I know you've also had some amazing guests. You've had Mark Wade, Charlie Adlard, Pat Mills. You've had on a couple of times, I think, or if not more. Yeah, and then David Lloyd as well. David um, Lloyd, yes. that, that, that That was a big get. And, and he stayed on, you know, he, he stayed on for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> there are some amazing rants in there from David. So if you want to hear some rants from, from David Lloyd, go listen to that episode. It's, it's, it's some good fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been a real honor um, to, to be able to speak to those folks. And uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's just, it's been an amazing vessel for me to, um, to get to know other people within comics. So yeah, it's awesome. And I mean, in a nutshell, you give each guest the apocalypse and then ask them questions about particular or their favorite comics in particular areas uh, afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. And as you say, it must have introduced you to so many <laughs> comics as well. A hundred percent. And as a, you know, I'm, I'm still a comics newbie, really, um, having only really, you know, got into comics in in later life and yeah not having the the, the foundations that, that a lot of a lot of uh comics fans do have um but yeah no it's it's introduced me to to all sorts and and we have some some really um abstract people let's say I, the the one person i'm thinking of in particular won't mind me saying that uh, but alan haverholm um, for instance, who who right. did the Uncomics anthology? I don't know yeah. if you've come across that. Gareth Hopkins part of that, um, and uh, yeah, no, just the the range of of comics that are out there is just incredible and all of the different pockets and yeah i i get to kind of look into all of that i've had people from that are more like on the webtoon side of things and they have like you know a very different perspective on you know what their comics background is um and then i've got the the the, the folks that are kind of more in the self-made hero <laughs> aspect um and they've got a very different idea of what comics are and it's it's absolutely incredible um to to learn the the breadth of comics basically yeah fantastic uh, it's a great concept and a great podcast and i'm guessing you can find comics for the apocalypse in pretty much any podcatcher that you're listening to mega city book club in um, yeah you bet yeah any any um podcast app going should should have it <laughs> search for comics for the apocalypse and again the link will be in the show notes um you're a busy chap sam you know writing comics podcasting every few weeks uh, 175 episodes so far and going to conventions um this comic stuff is keeping you busy it's uh, it certainly does um um i mean I'm, I'm i am hoping in the future that it will make me even busier um as well i do kind of have you know um aspirations to potentially one day um make it make it 
part of a of a professional career maybe one day um but uh yeah that's uh, that's going to take some some time um and i've got i've got ideas in in order to try and make that happen and i've i've got stuff hopefully happening this year in fact that that might start to lay the groundwork to 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 make that happen um but uh yeah for the time being it's it's still a hobby for me <laughs> Right, <laughs> and a very busy one uh, by the sounds. Of yes, it. absolutely. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's a lot of fun. Sam, thank you for your time and you know taking the time to come on the Mega City Book Club. And uh, as I say, you'll find links to Ali Fell's work in the show notes, but also to all of your projects. Sam, um, I'll link to all of those as well, and people can keep up with what you're doing. Amazing. Thank you very much, Eamon. And- and some good stuff to come in 2023 by the sounds of it from both Ali Feller and from Samuel George London. <laughs> Let's hope so. And thank you to everyone for listening to Mega City Book Club. As ever, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We're now on Mastodon. We've come off Twitter, but we're also still on the 2000 AD forums. Email me mcbcpodcast at gmail.com if you've got any suggestions for books that should be covered on the show. And find all of these links, including links to Sam's work, at megacitybookclub.com. And until next time, when we're passing judgment on another great book, it's uh, goodbye from me and... Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.